Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. NFL teams are, are moving away from turf fields, or at least that's the report, because that's what the NFLPA is requesting. Uh, right now, 14 of the 30 uh, in state teams in stadiums are, are natural grass. Only 14 of the 30. Titans would have made it 15. They're moving to this artificial surface. But the vast majority of the complaints by players are injuries that occur on turf. What the Titans are doing, they're using this turf that's like fill-in, this fill-in cork and like coconut shells. You actually have to water it, believe it or not. And it's only used in Houston, Dallas, and Los Angeles with the Chargers and the Rams. I don't think the players necessarily are talking about that artificial surface. What they are talking about are the terrible, the terrible turf that was in MetLife. MetLife's changing their turf artificial turf but it's the same type of turf that's in indianapolis in detroit in cincinnati in new orleans and players absolutely hate it but the titans did a study chad and most of their injuries and they've been injury riddled over the last two years they're saying they're going to be less injured based on the study that they did with the other turf i'm talking about which they installed in their practice facility than they would having natural grass that slides and that they you know can't keep the way they want it to based on the the weather conditions and the climate did i hear you say the titans will be playing on coconut shells yeah they have been and so do the rams and so do the texans and the cowboys wow i had no idea that coconut shells was part of this well, uh, so substance. I, you know the black yeah uh, the black the, stuff that pops up the rubber yeah so it was rubber i mean that's what it, it's like uh recycled tires and stuff is what it used to be right mm-hmm. now it's this like different concoction that's supposed to be better for athlete performance and not you know give as much or get stuck as much i should say in theory but that you do like it's a i don't pretend to understand it i know it's way more expensive and it's what the bigger organizations with these massive stadiums are now electing to do but there's only like there's less than five stadiums that are using it currently i am a big proponent of natural grass in football love it Love it when the game is played on grass. Love watching games that are played on grass more than any artificial surface. I don't care if it's coconut shells or banana peels or whatever you want to put down there. Give me natural grass every day of the week, every single time. Um, But if you can find it safer or make it safer in some way, I'm also for player safety and all of this. But just personally, I think football should be played on grass. And I'll always feel that way. And most players want it that way. Yeah. You know, well, that, I mean, we're long removed from years ago of like the vet, you know, that yeah, was concrete underneath, yeah. right? It was, I mean, it was like <laughs> playing on a, a concrete basketball yeah. court in the park. And that's what guys are playing football on. So the artificial services now, granted, far superior than they were 20, 30 years ago. And when these t- turf fields were put in for the first time. But still, I, even with all the, technology and everything else put into it i i understand the benefit and the lack of maintenance and all that stuff that goes into these decisions 
if you're a team owner or you're a college program and you decide to go to artificial turf, but I prefer grass, even if it takes a little bit more work. Having to water the turf is just, the artificial turf is just funny to me. Joe Kinsey in the Thursday Night Mowing League would tell us (laughs) that sometimes the bit of work that you got to put in for it, it's worth the returns. And I'll say that about the groundskeeper crews that are keeping natural grass fields maintained and ready to go all across America. I'll say the same for them. Chad, a little bit of work is worth it. I was reading it at Outkick. The SEC's thinking about doing what for storming the field? So right now you're fine. They're trying to yeah. find reasons to deter fans from storming the field. And what's being ballied about, this is not official. This is not even coming to a vote yet. Uh, what's being discussed are potentially taking away a future home game or a forfeit of said game that where you storm the field. Uh, surely they're not going down this path. Well, the forfeit is insane. Yeah. I but mean, I mean pure, it was mentioned according to... Pure insanity and one that I feel like uh, they would never follow through on. I mean, that would be just mutiny. <laughs> if you... I mean, think about that. Like, I think we're looking right now at, at South Carolina. It's either South Carolina or Texas A&M. This may be Texas A&M That's, against Bama. Yeah. Um, either way... Imagine we're A&M. at the we're at the A and M game. I'm on the field when the when they storm the field. Can you imagine the SEC coming on a loudspeaker when everyone's celebrating on the field and saying, "It is by SEC rule, A and M has forfeited to Alabama and they are now the winner," or Tennessee has forfeited against Alabama and they are now the winner? Pure insanity. That is way too far. Now, if you really want to get your point across and you feel like this is just the most dangerous thing that's happening on the planet and in your league and you want to make sure people stop, I mean, I could see them saying, you're going to lose a home game with this team you're playing in that series. The next one's going to go to them, and now you're going to play three in a row at their place. If you came on and made an announcement about that, reminding fans, please do not storm the field, because if you do, you're going to lose a home game for this team in the future. Maybe that deters it, but I just I don't... I don't see this as some like fundamental issue threatening the sport no, in what they, we've seen in field stormings. But man, they, they have been adamant about it even prior to you know, this discussion. You know, yeah. But the fines, the fines are just way too low. I mean, if you're going to take away a home game, just find the program um, like you would find. Well, the fines don't matter, though, to the fan. So I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah, the, it's but no you, deterrence to the If you're, if, if you're taking crowd. away that you could find them as much as what a home game would be worth, which is what like neutral fields have to come up with uh, if you're trying to have a, a team give up a home game so they'll play a neutral site matchup, right? Um, but yeah, the, the deterrent for the fans would be the forfeit or the, or the forfeiture of a future home game, the next home game, staying back where said team would be. But well, I, I, again, like the, it's the just, person leading the charge too bothers me a little bit in this because it's Alabama AD Greg Byrne. Now, granted, he would know more than anyone else because his football team has been involved in more of these than anyone else. Going yeah. back to the A&M game twice this year, Tennessee and LSU, a couple weeks later, stormed the field after beating Alabama. But it sounds, uh, I, I feel like I can almost uh, hear his tears as these reports are announced. On some of this, like it's just it doesn't sit right with me that he's the one leading the charge but on is, all this. But too. it is Mitch Barnhart and and it's Mitch Barnhart, Josh and, Brooks too, and, and that, Greg Byrne. 
and Josh Brooks from Georgia that are in on this that have been, you know, that has anyone stormed the field on Georgia? I can't remember a time where that's happened recently, even with all the recent success. Now they will. I mean, if they if someone yeah. beats them, it's probably going to happen the next time it, it goes down. I thought you were going to say Kentucky. Look, I don't think this is something we have to preserve. I'm not some you know fighter for the rights of sto- field stormers, and think we have to keep it going. I also just don't see that it's that big of an issue that we need to be spending this much time or this much effort finding punitive damage that's going to be enough to deter fans from storming the field, especially forfeiting a game. That's insanity to me. Total insanity. Chad, coming up, Hendon Hooker will join us. Last time we chatted with him, he was coming off the Senior Bowl where he wasn't able to go down and practice, but he was having that first impression with all 32 organizations. Then it was thought that, oh, maybe he's uh, you know an early day two pick. Now it's I think the consensus is not only is he first round, the question is where is he going in the first round with all the different yeah, it's scenarios? Gonna be a, it's gone from expected second round to disappointment if it's not a first-round pick. Yeah, well, we'll chat with him about the ACL recovery, what this process has been like, and his expectation for round one on Thursday night. Hendon Hooker with us next on Hot Mike. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Looks like the trade may be happening for Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. We'll get to that uh, coming up, but one of the bigger storylines of the offseason, we may have a conclusion with that. Aaron Rodgers, according to Schefter and Rappaport, traded officially. We'll get the details uh, coming up the next we uh, have few minutes or compensation so. compensation that we'll get to a little bit later, That's too, right. now official. Hot Mike rolls on across the Outkick Network. Hutton Withrow with you. Pleased to be joined by Hendon Hooker. Tennessee quarterback, potential first-round pick on Thursday night. Week of the NFL draft is here. The party is on for Hendon uh, with Bush's Beans, who has been a great 
uh, partner of ours. We visited with him a couple of times throughout this process. It's great to have you back on, man, and hope things are well. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Everything's well. What does it feel like this week? The week is finally here. The work is in, and now the wait is on for Thursday. It feels good. It feels good to finally, uh, you know, get to this point. Very blessed to be here, um, you know, in this position. And I'm going to continue to, um, you know, lock in on my on my assignment and, and task at hand. And that's just getting healthy and getting back to a, a better me. Um, it's just, it's going to be very special, uh, you know, this weekend. And I just want to, um, you know, spend spend some time with my family and and have a have a great time. You know, just enjoying the the process and all the hard work that is been put in so how how is your two-part question here how is your knee right now and how challenging has it been to go through this process Hendon, where most people are just working out and getting ready for the draft you're getting ready for the draft you're meeting you're doing everything on top of that you're rehabbing from surgery how how difficult has that been and, and where is your knee right now yeah it's been a it's been a challenge um you know especially with all the visits and flying um, you know, so finding somewhere where I can find ice or um, I have my BFR stem machine with me everywhere that I go so that I can continue to, um, you know, heal this leg and get back to, um, you know, running and uh, doing things that I'd like to be doing you know, uh, like the rest of the guys. So I'm continuing to find ways to, um, you know, get workouts in, in the hotel room or, um, you know, waking up super early before I before I get on a flight um, while I'm here in Tennessee, uh, you know, just finding ways to stack days, uh, continuing to, to get better day by day. Got to find some type of way, whether that be mentally, physically, um, you know, just just continuing to to push through, you know, with however I'm feeling, um, you know, so that I can I can stay on my path to greatness. Hendon Hooker with us on Outkick. So uh, last we visited with you in Phoenix. The idea was that you would be available for the regular season when the NFL rolled around. Are you? Is that still the case? Um, and I've never heard a player say they're behind schedule. But what are mm. what are teams telling you about how they envision you with their organizations as you meet with them for year one? Yeah, um, I'm still on on pace for that. For it to be clear, September first, um, but as far as like meeting with the teams, it's always going to be something different, all depending on the team and what their needs are. Um, and, you know, majority of the time, you know, they just want me healthy. So um, continuing to, to rehab and learn um, has been the biggest thing that that's been talked about, you know, in the meetings. You know, Tom Brady is uh, someone that quarterbacks will point to and say, well, that's aspirational uh, to be like that guy. Now, championships, but also longevity. And he played to such a, a late age, Hendon. I, I'm curious how much you studied Tom Brady or how much you admire him because the knock on you is not just the knee. It's people saying, well, you know, he's a little too old to be a rookie quarterback in the NFL. Do you point to Tom Brady and say, well, I could play for 20 years possibly if, if I stay healthy once I get in the league? Is that sort of an inspiration for you and what you're telling teams? Well, not not so much. Um, there, there's still, you know, talk. Hey, we're 25. It, it might not be that that old, but um, in in the terms of, of becoming a rookie, um, you know, at, at 25, uh, it hasn't really been been talked about too much. Um, maybe one or two teams might have 
pointed out or said something about it. Um, but it hasn't really been a um, you know, a topic. So um coming in and and I do watch a lot of a lot of TV 12. He's he's a goat. Um, but just coming in and still learning, you know, you never know where you can get a life gym from, um, whether that be a vet, um, a coach, you know, uh, uh, someone in the front office. Um, just continuing to learn how to be a pro um, is the biggest thing, you know, that I want to do uh, as soon as I get in there. So still got, still got a, a ways to go. How excited have you been? And now that the process is, it, it, you've seen it through to where you can actually get behind closed doors and show these coaches, show general managers, hey, here's what I see on film. I'm not just the system quarterback that everyone wants to make it out to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually getting in there and, you know, showcasing my football IQ. Um, I remember uh, one meeting, I was almost uh, finishing one coach's uh, sentences. Um, but it's always, it's just so fun just to get, be able to talk ball. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a football junkie. I enjoy, you know, any taste of football that I can get. Um, I think I think that that might be my only, my, my only thing I need to work on. I need to learn how to kind of just step away and relax uh, sometimes. But I'm just, I'm just a, a fan of the game. Um, so, you know, going going in these meetings and um, getting on the board and talking ball and getting back to the film and then they install some things to me. We might go on the field, hit a walkthrough. And that's that's some of the funnest times. Uh, honestly, you're out there and you're conducting the whole offense and it might be some defensive guys out there might be some cones um, and, and you're pointing out the mic and you're making audibles. So it's always a, a, a great time, you know, whenever I get out on the field and, and able to, you know, be that field general that that's in me. I've noticed multiple times Josh Heupel has come to your defense when someone says system quarterback, and he goes through the list of things you're checking before snap, after the snap, every time, and how much you had to administer that offense. How big of an advocate and how big of a help has Josh Heupel been throughout this draft process for you? He's been great. Um, he's like my uncle, uh, but I I love Coach Hype. Um, he's He's one of the uh, you know greatest coaches I've ever been around, and just him as a <clears throat> him as a person is uh, is amazing. You know, just to be around, and then when you get around him in, in the football aspect of things, and he can fix um, you know just about anything with coming in as a, as a just a raw quarterback um, or you know someone that that's been established already, and um, you know just finding little things, little nuances to help your game. Um, goes to the next level, and it's amazing to see. It's like it's like quarterback science, um, you know. And and he he does a great job of explaining why we do things, and um, puts a lot on the quarterback, it's especially you know how we carry ourselves, making sure that we have you know those connections and um, priding ourselves and having the best brotherhood in Tennessee, um, in in the whole college football uh, world. We want to make sure that the quarterback position is uh, the the head of of the table and, and is running things. So, um, being put in those positions, being able to communicate at the line of scrimmage and checks and different calls, <clears throat> it, it's just natural because now you have a connection with everyone on the field. Um, you know, even even off the field. So it's a it's a wonderful thing um, to have someone that's been in our shoes and has has walked the path that we want to walk on. Um, and has seen success. So, um, you know, I, I, his words is gold to me. Hendon Hooker, our guest on Outkick and Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. So 
did things really get going for you at the Senior Bowl where they made the exception that you could go down and meet with teams, get behind the scenes, start chatting it up, and not have to participate in the practices? Of course, the injury would have kept you from that. Normally, they don't make that exemption. In this case, they did. And it seemed like the momentum started there. Yeah, and um, shout out to uh, the Senior Bowl um, and and Jim Nagy for you know just allowing me to to go out there and be a part of something special. It was a once in a lifetime opportunity, and it was something that I had on my on my um, you know list of, of goals um, you know for a very long time. So just to be able to be out there and uh, put on a jersey, take the pictures, hang out with the guys. Uh, but but it's also a grind. Um, still finding time to do my rehab at night, but still locking in on the playbook. Um, so most of the nights I'm getting three hours of sleep, maybe. Um, but continuing to you know think about think about where my feet are. Like it's a it's a blessing to be here in this position, and and um, talking having the opportunity to talk to every team there, and um, build their relationship from from there on. Like you said, there's a kickoff, uh, and that's that's definitely. Where, where it started um, moving forward and now now I have relationships with with all these teams and, and, and great football minds and, and it's amazing and, and a blessing as well. And when the injury occurred, I mean, players go through a range of emotions when the injuries happen. But for you, you had the, the Heisman hopeful, great season at Tennessee, you know, and you've got the, the aspirations of first round pick. Um, did you think you'd be sitting here? in April, the week of the draft, knowing how you felt when the injury occurred, knowing that you were done for the year, but yet your your aspirations of the league remain really intact as we go into first round action on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um when I when I initially got hurt, I was just thinking about man, I can't, you know, be around my teammates. I can't enjoy that 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 last, you know, couple months with them doing the ball prep. Um, that's kind of one of my favorite things to go through is bowl prep because you have good on good competition every day. So it's a lot of trash talking and competitive nature. And, and especially with my brothers here at Tennessee, um, that was one thing that, that I always loved um, was just spending time with them. So um, anytime that I was thinking about football, watching football, I just I was waking up early in the morning, you know, the same week of my surgery and tuning in to um because i was on the west coast tuning in to our seven o'clock meeting over here in, in tennessee and it's four o'clock in um you know in in la so um you know any way that i could get back to being around them um I was, that's what i was trying to do uh but i, I knew that i was going to be all right god um you know had a plan for me and you know it was it was a humbling experience for sure because at, at a point you have to depend on everyone um you know just to get around or he, uh, you never, you know, you never, never know. So, um, I'm extremely blessed to be here in this position and continue to push, uh, you know, to get better every day. We, we know that the standard answer here, Hendon, is that, you know, you're going to be a good teammate and leader and quarterback for whoever drafts you, but of the teams you visited with or talked to throughout this process, are there two or three teams that maybe stood out to you in terms of interest or just the experience with them and getting a chance to talk to their general managers or, or coaches. Yeah, um, you know it's it's tough. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to sound you know a certain way, but I mean, I, I'm coming in and I'm I'm extremely locked in the task at hand, and, and that's um, you know put my best foot forward, football IQ, and just being myself. Um, and 
uh, it's, it's been the same results every time. I'm just coming in having a good time. And then they're just saying, you know, it's, it's, it's been it's been a great time uh, meeting with you. Um, and it's been one of my favorites. That's what that's what been, it's been. It's been said. It's been one of my favorites. Um, I've been told that numerous times on visits. So I'm just going out here enjoying myself um, and, and learning football, um, sitting down and, and understanding how each coordinator thinks and um, it's it's a, it's a cool thing. So learning new terminology. So you, you I've heard a um, numerous of 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 um, route concepts, and it could be the same concept. It could just be different names. So uh, it's it's cool to see how everyone like communicates in their own special way through offense offensive schemes. Help me out here. I had heard of the wonder look for years and years. I had never heard of the S two cognitive test. Uh, until this past week, and I've looked up the definition. A battery of tests intended to gauge how quickly and accurately a prospect processes information in a chaotic environment. That sounds just like playing quarterback to me. Uh, You could probably turn on game film and see how quickly someone processes information. Can you give us any example of what uh, a question on this cognitive test or what you're doing in this test would look like? Mm -hmm. It's, um, It's computer games. So uh, it can be a couple of pictures pop up and it'll tell you it's correct one time. You click one button, it'll tell you it's incorrect. If you click it the next time, kind of playing, um, you know, uh, mind games with you a little bit in a, in a sense. Uh, but that's that's pretty much, you know, what what that is. Um, it was it was cool to see because it's, it's a couple of different tests out there um, that I've been uh, given. So it's cool to see how how they kind of transform that into, into playing quarterback. But, um, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to go out there, lead your troops, throw the ball, make plays, and, um, you know, be a quarterback at the end of the day. Uh, so um, it's, still, it's still cool just to see uh, how they're um, examining reaction time and um, recall. Uh, so, yeah. Hendon Hooker with us. Did you consider going to Kansas City for the draft? No, I, I didn't. I didn't consider it. Um, I would rather just be at home with my, my family, just easy access right there with everyone. Because I can't bring everyone. I have a big family. Yeah. So. Can't bring everyone. So it would be more convenient for me just being at home. So what will the party be like on Thursday? Yeah, party will be great, great food. Um, me and my dad are, are going to um, – Make some of his his secret recipe, uh, Bush's baked beans. Shout out to Bush's baked beans, um, and it's gonna be a, a great time. Uh, just being there with my my family and fellowshipping, and and thinking about all the hard work and things that um, you know that we've all experienced together on this journey um, to helping me reach my goals. Because it, it it took a um, it took a village, you know, to get here, and I can't thank um, my family, you know, enough for you know what they've done for me. And Bush is rooted in SEC country for over a century. Uh, great partner uh, with the SEC and with Hendon. Bush's Beans, a perfect addition for game day or draft day in this case. Final thing for you, how many cell phones are you going to have on you on Thursday night? And <laughs> what are the rules to call or not call, text or not text, in regards mm-hmm. to just everyone stay silent, and if it rings, I'm jumping on it because I don't want to miss it. Yeah, I'll be on two phones. Um, and yeah, nobody call me, text me, 
<laughs> this this time period right here. Um, no more calls after after four. So uh hopefully um, you know, that that call comes in and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. And it, I'm sure you've thought about it. It's hard not to. But when the call comes in, that's going to be special. Yeah. Uh, especially with your family there. Uh, congratulations, man. Um, overcoming a lot and then having the injury and getting to a point where the expectation is you're getting that call on Thursday night. Yeah, best of luck on Thursday. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Let's catch up again soon. Sounds great. There's Hendon Hooker. Uh, Tennessee quarterback, first-round pick, uh, expectations on Thursday, and uh, overall just solid dude. Yeah, really enjoyed meeting him face-to-face in Phoenix for the Super Bowl, and great to chat with him here as well. Week of the draft, I mean, we are three days away right now from figuring out what exactly is going to happen with Hendon Hooker and a lot of other first-round hopefuls. Chad, we do know that Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. Let's get into details when we come back of the trade. And, I mean, it is officially Jordan love time in Green Bay as well. We've got the details of the trade that just went down between the Jets and the Packers. That's next on Hot Mike. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reports are the trade is official. Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. He is going to wear number eight in New York. The college number while at Cal. Here are the details per Adam Schefter. So the Jets and the Packers are swapping first round picks. Here's what the Jets receive. Aaron Rodgers, pick 15, and a 2023 fifth round pick. So they get the 15th pick which is Green Bay's, and they're getting their fifth-round pick this year. The Packers, in return, are getting pick 13, a 2023 second-round pick, which is number 42. They have two of those. So the Jets still have a first-round, or excuse me, a second-round pick this year. The 42 overall selection in round two, a sixth-round pick, and then the conditional pick for next year. Here is what many said was the, the hang-up. The conditional pick is a second-round pick that becomes a first-round pick next year if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the plays in New York for the Jets in 2023. The 65% of snaps taken, Chad, is probably where the biggest part of the negotiation was hung up. That and, um, you know, we've talked to former GMs that said the easiest part of this deal, or at least one that right now you're going to be talking about, is probably between a second to a fourth round conditional pick, and the Packers will argue for a first round. That first round be in play with that conditional pick. So I see that, and I think, 
Packers won on that end in getting what they wanted because that's not a high bar to meet. 65% of available snaps. No. They should get that based on Aaron Rodgers not being hurt a ton. They should get that first-round pick next year. So I say a win for the Packers, the negotiation from that standpoint. A win for all of us. We just mentioned yeah. it, but now that this saga is over and Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet, that's a win for everyone. But also also consider for the Packers, I mean, it's a, it's a nice deal here because they're trading away a player they weren't going to keep. They decided they were moving on. They have gone through this saga back and forth to the finally said, you know what? We're parting ways. They get the second round pick this year. I know they wanted a first. They get the second round pick and a sixth. They're giving up a fifth and they're swapping first rounders. So they move up two spots in the draft. And Chad, regardless if he's hurt, if he decides to you know retire mid-season, whatever, who knows? They're getting a second round pick next year as well as a part of this compensation that moves to a first when we all expect him to play at least a little over half of the season for New York. Meanwhile, Super Bowl expectations are alive and well for a franchise in New York that has not played on Sunday night football since 2012. Well, I think, think about that. Yeah, it's crazy. And now uh, this is the storyline that we all wanted. Everything that Aaron Rodgers does with the Jets will be dissected. Everything. Even more so than when he was a Green Bay Packer, and we're going to love that. I think he's fully capable of handling that. I think the media market and media scrutiny in New York is wildly overblown simply because everyone now is covered when you're a superstar quarterback to that level to a big-time extent. So that's going to be nothing new for Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I do wonder if in this con the compensatory pick or the, the one that's going to shift up to a mm -hmm. first-round pick, if the Jets were arguing about legitimate on-field success being the precursor to it being bumped up to a first-round pick. A An example, point. if I'm negotiating, I'd say, you know, if we make the playoffs or if we win a playoff game, if we reach the divisional round, right, so get the bye in the divisional round or win a wild-card playoff game, you get a first-round pick. That's where I would have started. And maybe that is where the Jets started and they ended up at, no, it's going to be if you play 65% well, of the snaps, we're going to get that first-round pick if you want to make this deal done before the, the draft. But also, I mean, the Green, the Packers were at a month ago, a month and a half ago, demanding a first-round pick this year. Yeah. You know? And so they also gave on that. They just traded their first-round picks. Yeah, they swapped them. Yeah. They moved and that's two probably, spots each. That, that was probably the compromise. Okay, we're not going to get your first-round pick this year, but then what we'll do is make it where if Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback for the majority of the time, then you're going to get a first-round pick next year. There's your first-round pick, right? In return next year, as yeah. long as he plays. Yeah, and, and if, I, if, if I'm, he's playing. If I'm negotiating for the Jets, though, I, I want to make it a, well, if we're successful, like we think we, we will be and can be, then you're getting a first-round pick in return. And also, I mean, the Jets give up draft capital here, but it is a great trade compared to what we're seeing in Denver play out right now what they gave up for Russell Wilson with the firsts, multiples. You know, like if you're yeah. just comparing that, everyone's going to say, oh, this is a great trade for Green Bay. It's a great trade for the Jets, too. They, they were 5-2 and two with, with Wilson last year, and they knew they weren't going anywhere with him as the starter, I'm saying, when they made the switch to Mike White. And now they bring in Rodgers, who is going to elevate them into a Super Bowl contender immediately and has 
just by this trade going through. Yeah, I'd say the difference is the five-year age difference. Sure. Russell Wilson, 34. Aaron Rodgers now, what, pushing 40? 39? 30, I think he's 39. Okay. About to be 40. That That's the big one where, you know, yes, I agree with you. Jets made out like winners compared to the Broncos in terms of compensation, but the compensation is for someone you believe is going to be your quarterback for five or six years. Well, the Bronco- to, end, to end out their career like the Broncos did. The Broncos did. want that now. Well, now oh, they're that- probably thinking, we'll actually you know, give you some other picks back to take this quarterback back so, if it's going to be like this. The other thing to that- get him off the books for us. The other thing that pops in my mind, are, look at the list of quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, we've already kind of thrown him in there with the conversation anyway, but now it's, a, it's official. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is in the AFC, and... With the expectations that the Jets have, they're also, it's not like he's being traded to the NFC and, and where he was playing. And it's kind of, you know, a foregone conclusion that they're going places, right? You start looking at teams and the haves and the have nots, I mean, just starting their own division with Buffalo. Oh, and I then, mean, and where Miami was midway through the season with Tua playing well and healthy and the bar that has to be reached just to meet up with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow on the opposite side of the bracket in the playoffs. I mean, this is it's a fascinating storyline for a Hall of Fame career with one Super Bowl to show for it. And now it's Super Bowl or bust expectations in the Big Apple. Well, and this is where he really cements his legend. Yeah. I mean, you win. Uh, I always think this about, you know, Peyton Manning got to more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers has, but won the one with Indy. And then it was... Yeah. Not not getting to it and losing, the but winning means, that second right. one is just yeah. it puts Peyton Manning in a different stratosphere of winners. That yeah. he won not only won two Super Bowls, but won two Super Bowls with two different organizations. I think this is what could put Aaron Rodgers over the top. Not that he's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, regardless, but it puts him into a different echelon of winning and winners to win that second Super Bowl. Um, it's going to be fun to watch to see what what all happens. With Aaron Rodgers, but I think this is, you know, this is his chance to, I think, just submit himself in a legendary status. And I, I'm just thinking now of, I mean, the the roster that he now goes to. Well, this is so the the conference you mentioned the AFC. Yeah, I mean, this is like the share Madonna Prince division. <laughs> in that, think about all of the quarterbacks that just go. You say one name, I'm, you know, they go Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, Deshaun. Rodgers, A-Rodge, how you want to go. I mean, just go down the list Tua. of superstar QBs in that conference. It's incredible. And now you've got Burrow, yeah, Herbert. I mean, it is uh, an embarrassment of riches in terms of quarterback talent in the AFC for next year. That's why, I mean, going into the draft, I can't, I can't pass on Stroud at two. I couldn't do it. And I know well, it's the, uh, the quarterbacks. I mean, they, the Texans aren't a quarterback away, but I mean, they're they are. I mean, they they've got well, to start. But there, let's also here's and you what start looking ahead of the, how young these here's guys are. Here's what when you stack those great quarterbacks one on top of the other in a conference, it leads you to a situation where you've got more quarterback needy teams within that conference. You got one team in the Carolina Panthers who traded up to number one to get Bryce Young, NFC team. Outside of that, who do you have drafting at the top that need quarterback? Texans, AFC. Colts, AFC. The next on the list, Raiders, will need one in short order. AFC. I mean, start going down the list. Titans, possibly. Sure. At 11. 
AFC, 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 because this is true with every team in the NFL, but especially in a conference like that where you've got superstar quarterbacks one after the other, you're going to have to knock off two or three of these guys to reach a Super Bowl and to, to get a chance to win one. Well, it creates an insane amount of demand for those teams that don't have that guy who can get that done within the conference. So I, I quickly, as you were saying that, I'm looking up the, the schedule for the Jets this upcoming year. They do not play the Packers. So I, I was trying to figure out, okay, whenever the schedule's announced, we're going to have that type of rematch. Oh, yeah. Um, but they, they are going to be playing the NFC East, which was the, the, the standard, the bar last year yeah. in the NFC with the crossover uh, divisional schedules that we'll see. Uh, and then, of course, you get the two games against Buffalo, which are going to be awesome. So you're going to get Aaron Rodgers versus Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers versus Dak Prescott. Yeah. Um, pretty fun. I don't know if the Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, Daniel Jones quarterback showdowns is big, but that's What's New York versus New York. Exactly. You get next year, too. Yep. And then the, just the top quarterback matchups throughout are going to be a blast. The uh, Again, the trade details, and we can pop it back up here, guys, but the, the trade details – Pretty simple in regards to the first round and how it affects the first round on Thursday. Green Bay Packers are getting the 13th pick, but they're swapping with the Jets. So the Jets are falling back to where Green Bay is selecting at 15. So when you see that the Jets are giving up their first round pick, they're swapping first round picks. Plus the Jets are getting a fifth round pick this year. The Packers, of course, they're giving up Aaron Rodgers. They're getting... Pick 13. They're getting a second-round pick this year and a sixth-round pick this year. Plus, they have a second-round pick next year that becomes a first-round pick if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps in 2023. Hall of Fame game this year. Aaron Rodgers versus Deshaun Watson. They'll each play one snap in that game <laughs> just to say that they play. Maybe that was part of the com August compensation. 3rd, one snap. We'll give you one handoff wow. in that game. That's it. I would take the under. Yes. More headlines across the league next on Hot Mike.